Money Roots is made possible by the support of our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group. Are you ready to take control of your financial future? Look no further than Rooted Planning Group, your trusted partner in financial well-being. At www.rootedpg.com, you'll discover a wealth of resources and expertise to help you thrive financially. Rooted Planning Group specializes in personalized financial planning, investment management, and retirement strategies. They understand that every financial journey is unique, and they're here to guide you every step of the way. With a team of experienced advisors, Rooted Planning Group is committed to helping you cultivate a secure and prosperous future. Visit www.rootedpg.com today to learn more about how Rooted Planning Group can help you grow your money roots. Every week, it's my goal to share financial information that helps you in both your life and financial vineyard. We hope it takes you from your roots to the journey of your vines and the influences in the air that have helped craft your delicious life. Like wine, life and finances have different palettes that should be celebrated and not judged. Welcome podcast listeners, Amy Irvine here, CEO, founder and co-owner of Rooted Planning Group and also financial planner by trade. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you are enjoying your day. And this is yet another episode uh, in our series of talking about estate planning. Today, we're going to do a deeper look at trusts. Uh, so this is episode three of the series. Episode one, for those of you that might have missed it, is on um, the introduction to estate planning, the documents generally used, the importance of getting the estate plan done. For episode two, I dug into beneficiaries, wills, and the probate process. And today, like I said, we're going to be digging into trusts. As you may have heard in my prior episodes, and if not, then you're hearing for the first time, I am having a little bit of fun with my wine part of Wine and Dine. Uh, I did. I went on a search for the month of June to find wineries that also have the rooted theme associated with them. And one of them that I came up with, and I do apologize if you're listening, I believe it's pronounced Berli Color. Uh, hopefully I said it, vineyards, <laughs> I said it correctly. I am not the best at pronunciation and I looked at uh, what it, how it was pronounced online. They were kind enough to put, put, the, put the pronunciation out online. Uh, this is a French winery uh, in Sonoma County. And like I said, they're, they're part of a rooted tour. So when I, uh, when I was looking up wineries, they have some, one of the things that I liked about them in particular. Again, they talked a lot about roots. They talked a lot about uh, vines and how all of that is so important, but they had that rooted theme just similar to us. So Again, I cannot speak to any of their wines. I've not had any of them, but I just thought it was fun to make the connection between Rooted Planning Group and wineries out there that have that rooted. Also, before we dive dive into looking at trust a little bit deeper, I just want to give a shout out to Encore Estates because we are not state planning attorneys. We are not attorneys. We cannot give the legal advice. And they were kind enough, their team was kind enough to provide me with a great deal of the guidance and educational language used in this podcast. If you yourself are looking for legal advice around estate planning, we would encourage you to speak with a estate planning attorney or an elder law attorney, potentially. 
that specializes in this and can give you legal advice on these topics. But today I'm going to talk to you a little bit about trusts. And uh, if you missed the other uh, two episodes, then uh, feel free to go back and dig in a little bit deeper and see what you might have missed out on. So trusts. What are the type of trusts that exist? Well, there's something called testamentary trust. This is a trust that's also often called trust under the will because it's created by the will. So there's no trust while you're living. It's created once you've passed. Then there's a trust called a living trust. That's also known as a revocable trust. This is created during your life and can be um, changes can be made on it. Uh, revoke the trust. You can move assets around. You can sell assets. You can buy assets and put them into the trust. Basically, you keep control most of the time of the trust. Now, I say most of the time because there's uh, there could be provisions. Like if you become incapacitated, then often they become irrevocable at that point in time. Then there are irrevocable trusts. And unlike revocable trusts, you can't make changes to this trust once it's set up. You appoint a trustee to manage the assets and the trust. A couple of reasons that I've seen these types of trust established might include minimizing estate taxes and asset protection. No, many of the states have a look back period for assets that are put into this type of a trust because it's sort of like giving the assets to the trust. So it's like almost like a gift and there's a look back period. So you should be aware of that and check into what your states require. There's a couple of very specific types of irrevocable trusts. One might be an irrevocable life insurance trust. You'll hear it referred to as an ILET often. You gift money into the trust every year and it purchases life insurance. The proceeds of the life insurance go into the trust when you pass. And typically there might be two policies, one on a spouse uh, and one on, well, two policies, meaning the the two uh, partners in the relationship would go into the trust and then the beneficiaries ultimately get the payout because the language in the trust would say how to pay that out. Therefore, the proceeds are excluded from the estate altogether, which could be beneficial if you have a rather large estate um, that, that could help the situation. But there are still some states out there that do not follow the federal limit of 12.92 million. So you do still see these islets uh, take place in some states. Charitable remainder trusts are also a type of irrevocable trust. And I've seen these used when somebody wants to give their assets upon their death, but they'd like to continue receiving income while they're alive. Perhaps the assets have a low basis or even a there may even be real property that has a low basis that they'd like to reduce the holdings in their overall estate for diversification, but they don't want to be subjected to capital gains and they'd actually like to continue receiving the income or some sort of income off the ass- off those assets. Um, a few, so those are t- uh, two types of specific types of irrevocable trusts. There's also um, a protection trust that can be formed within irrevocable trusts. And the purpose of that is really to protect assets. Often we'll see that somebody will put those assets in there uh, when they're in their 70s or maybe 80s. And the idea would be that they get the income, but they would not um, necessarily be assets that would be part of their overall estate uh, and they may qualify for like Medicaid or something like that as a result of not having those assets in their estate. A few less used trusts are qualified domestic trusts. This is a trust that when a surviving spouse is not a U.S. citizen. So under the U.S. tax code, there's something called a marital deduction 
and your spouse is eligible for a 100% marital uh, deduction of any estate taxes owned on assets or owed on assets, the catch is they have to be a U.S. citizen. So if you're married and your spouse has permanent residency but is not a U.S. citizen, this might be a possible solution for you. And then as far as special needs trusts go, this type of trust is set up when you like would like to leave assets to care for a loved one that might have physical or mental uh, challenges or be impaired. But in doing so, that would eliminate other very important benefits they may be receiving. And any money put into this type of trust doesn't affect their public assistance programs. So, um, but the person could receive some income off the trust to supplement. Often these trusts are formed under the will or due to provision in a revocable will. So high level, those are sort of some of the trusts that are out there. Now, who are the parties to any given trust? There's a grantor, a beneficiary, and a trustee. The grantor is the person who creates the trust and has legal authority to fund or transfer property to the trust. Beneficiaries are the people ultimately receiving the proceeds from the trust. And then a trustee is the person who has a fiduciary responsibility to follow the trust language and act in the interest of both the grantor and the beneficiary of the trust. Just an FYI, most estate plans with living trusts, also known as revocable trusts, also include a will. Even if you make a trust, you should still have a pour over provision um, will to account for any assets that accidentally get left out or sometimes on purpose get left out. It's common to name the same person as both the executor and as the trustee of the trust. But if you don't, um, because if you're the trustee and there's a separate executor, stay in close contact with that executor during those first few months that somebody passes away so that you guys can work together really closely. And you'll need to understand what each other is doing because obviously if somebody's the executor needs to pour over the assets into the trust, then you need to know that as the trustee. Uh, basically with the pour over provision, the executor will transfer assets to the trust and then from there, the trust will pay it out. So then it becomes your responsibility. Some of the reasons that people form trusts include blended households and wanting to be real clear on how the assets are distributed. And then, you know, um, just especially when you have blended families, uh, making sure that everybody's clear on the direction of the assets when partners pass away. Also, the reduction of probate potentially, privacy of asset distribution and final like, distribution of them. And then also, like I said earlier, asset protection is some of the reasons why people uh, want one or more sometimes of any given trust. So I know that was a lot of information in a very short period of time. We hope that you uh, rewind this, listen to this. There's going to be some resources that are available out on our website. As always, rootedpg.com has great resources and information that you might want to explore a little bit more and uh, you know dig into um, some of the differences that are of possible interest to you if I've mentioned anything that has piqued your interest. Thank you again for listening to the show today. We hope that you've enjoyed it. We would love it if you would share this with your friends and rate us on iTunes so that more people can find us like you did. And once again, a shout out to TJ Man at, at Man Media. We appreciate all the faux pas fixes and blending that he does during the production stages. We hope you all have a lovely day. And that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dine. You can contact Amy through the website, www.rootedpg.com or amy at rootedpg.com. 
You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at RootedPG for the latest news. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear about, feel free to let us know. And don't forget to rate and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time.